If you have not been here, those Thursday night messages have been supplemental to what God has been sharing with us on Sundays. Amen. And we have not shared notes with anybody, but the Holy Ghost kept speaking pointedly every week from Minister Earl. He, he spoke. Amen. We had Pastor Edgar. Oh, my God. He taught. Then, then we had um, Reverend Olu. He did a phenomenal message. And then last week we had Brother Allen. My God in heaven. The Holy Ghost used him just to culminate, just to bring everything to a head. And really, if you heard his message and it got recorded and it would be all these Thursday night teachings will be up this week, okay? Because we have the MP3 version of them so you can listen to them. Because I need you to get this stuff in your spirit, okay? I don't want you just, okay, 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 okay. You're going to miss something. If, if you're not here, get it. We're going we're, we're to try our best to record everything moving forward. So if you're not here, make sure you get it. You don't want to miss what God is doing in this season. Every word of instruction you want to be able to get to encourage your life. This year, we have to stay on track individually. I'm not just speaking about the church. I'm talking about us individually. There's some things that God wants to put in your hands. But if you're so distracted all, all over the place, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. If these words are not resonating in your heart, you're already missing out. If you're already zoning out right now, you're already missing out. You need to say, Lord, give me a mind to hear what you're trying to say to me. Help me to understand what you're trying to speak to me, Jesus. Help me to help the pastor to speak to my, my, my circumstance, my, my, my issue, my, my need. You come to church every Sunday, you should pray, Lord, let the pastor, whoever's speaking, let them speak into my life. Let them speak into my situation. I don't, you should not come to church and leave church the same way you came every Sunday. There's a problem. You should come and say, Lord, there you go, Brother Anton, speak to my heart, Holy Ghost. Let me hear you. I was so glad the worship team sung that song, and I knew they were going to start trouble when you sing songs like that. When you, when you start asking the Holy Ghost to speak to you. See, there's some prayers that are really dangerous, and if you're not ready for God to do it, then I, you ought not pray it. Lord, show me your will. You, if you're not ready for that answer, then maybe you should not be praying that prayer. There's some prayers that are dangerous prayers. And so you have to be careful and mindful of the prayer that you pray. So we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to our heart. I said, Lord, do your people know what they're singing this morning? But that's not just a, a song. That song is over 20 years old. That's one of the first songs I learned when I came in, too. I came in Christ. Amen. Pastor, can remember that? Words of that choir. We're going back to 1993. Okay. One of the first songs I learned. That song is still high. It's still got the glory of God on it. Because the song is not a song. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. And when you ask God to speak to your heart, he will speak to you. And I just really felt unctured in my spirit to break protocol this morning. Now, we don't have, if you ain't welcome here, this is your first time to gather church, we want to officially welcome you to the gathering church. We don't normally do things like this. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is, is, is really encouraging our heart this morning to really take heed to listen. God gave us a word on, 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 on Thursday. And Brother Allen couldn't even hardly get through the message without saying, this is a warning from the Holy Ghost. He kept saying it. Every time he tried to move from it, I, I heard the audio. He, he, he stayed there for a good 10 minutes saying, this is a warning from the Holy Ghost. When God gives you a warning, that means there's something up ahead that's going to try to discredit what God has done. So 
When God gives a warning, you have to buckle your seatbelt and prepare for what's up ahead. So when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, then the Lord can raise up a standard against him. But if you don't have any ammunition to fight the attacks of the enemy, you will succumb to his trickery. And that's why it's so important, church, that we remain connected. You know, we, we, people ask, why are we doing these connection groups? Because we need to be connected. We are so disconnected. The only time we say we love each other is doing the welcome song. And I don't see you do it after the week. A place of grace, discovering truth, building community. That's the only time we show love to each other. After service, we might have a conversation here and there. Hey, how you doing, girl? God bless you. All right. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next Sunday. All right. And there's no connection. That's not a church. That's some type of nightclub or something. The Bible says they broke bread in each other's houses. They were connected. They actually liked being around each other. They actually liked being around each other. The only way you're going to grow in Christ is through community. If you think Sunday's, Sunday morning is, is the only place to grow, then you missed it. This, this is just a drop in the bucket. This, 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 is, this is just a piece to get you thirsty for more. You need more than a Sunday morning experience. There's only but so much teaching that I can do in 45 minutes. Only but so much prayer and worship we can do. This walk is a lifestyle. It's a day-by-day process. It's not something that you just do on Sunday only. We're not SMOs. We're not Sunday morning only. There's a Monday and there's a Tuesday. There's a Wednesday and there's a double on Thursday. There's some freaky stuff on Friday and some crazy stuff on Saturday before I even get back to church next Sunday. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about in here this morning. And so we need each other. No man is an island unto himself. But I ask the Lord, Lord, what's the vision for your church this year? I kept hearing community, 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 community. And I instantly knew that God wants to go back to small groups. I actually knew that because we need to grow as a church individually and also corporately. It's important this season. You want to get the dream this year? Partner with somebody. You cannot do it by yourself. We need each other. Let me tell you, when I first, came, when I first became a Christian, first of all, I was the, probably the most carnal Christian there was. I know you see me now and I'm a little cleaned up. Praise the Lord. But there was an unsanctified side of Arthur. Okay? I didn't always shout and speak in tongues and run around the church, y'all. Okay? This is the work of grace that you see in my life, and God gets the glory because of that. But when I came to Christ, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to read no Bible. I still cuss if you looked at me in the wrong way. Blankety blank. I might have smoked a cigarette every now. Come on now, I did some stuff. Come on now. I go tell all my business. But I did some stuff. You know, some stuff you did is only between you and Jesus in the grave. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like y'all don't know. There's some stuff that said, Lord, I thank God. Nobody else but you and I know about that. I thank God I'm forgiven. You see, when we come before the church, we share the testimony, but we don't share the real testimony. We just said, God brought me out. God touched me. You know, I was wayward. No, you were nasty. No, you were fornicating. You know what? Come on now. And God cleaned you up. Come on now. 
He washed you and redeemed you. Come on now. You was high on drugs, smoking crack, whatever you used to do. Come on now. You was a Netflix and chill type of person. Come on now. And God cleans you up. And he did something new in your, 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 your life. But one of the things that I can credit that, that I can credit that has helped me to grow in my faith is I had community. I had community. I had community. There were friends. There were people who were my contemporaries. My contemporaries at the time was Pastor Edgard. Amen. Was Sister Bora? Amen. Amen. With Sister Novella, come on. It's Pastor Alverna. See, I just think they just come together. I've known these people over 20 years. Okay? Our destinies are, are locked up together. We push each other in the spirit. This is still a connection we're going on 20 years later. Y'all just don't know it. Come on now. And we're still pushing and we're still pressing. Come on. We still come on. We still connect. We still hang out. We still come on now. We still pour our heart before each other and we pray and encourage each other. Come on. It's community. When my wife and I moved out to Jersey, everybody's like, y'all moving out to Jersey by yourself? You don't have no family out there? You got no friends? You got nobody? But you know what? God used us to establish community. Now my family live out here. My friends, so many people live out here. We've built a community. Because in order for you to grow and sustain your growth, you need a community. And the community that God uses is the church. So in order for you to go after what God has for you this year, we need each other. If you have not signed up for a connection group, I encourage you to do so. If the days don't work, say, Pastor, I need a day that I could come to a connection group. Even if we got to do a Sunday after service connection, whatever we got to do, you need to fight for your growth this year. You don't need to have another setback this year and go through 2015 all over again. You need to be tenacious. You, you, you need to be angry that I'm going to get what God has for me by hook or by crook. I'm going to sink my teeth into it. I'm not going to let my destiny, I'm not going to let the plan go. I'm going to go after what God has for me. See, some of us are just so passive. Well, if they don't have a day that I meet, well, that's okay, you know. No, 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 no. I need a day. Hello? Can we do Sundays? Can we do, what? I need a day. I, I, I want to grow. See, the way you invest in everything in your life, everything else in your life, you need to invest in the same way when it comes to your spiritual walk. A lot of times we don't invest in our spiritual walk. We invest in everything else. We buy books and novels and all this stuff. But we don't, you don't buy none to help build your faith. God wants you to invest in yourselves this year. I want to encourage us today. It's not even my message. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I'm ready for the game. Yes. Panthers, Panthers versus the Broncos. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I had a little message about it. I don't know if the Lord will get me there or not. Praise the Lord for the Super Bowl. Praise the Lord. There'll be hot wings and all that good stuff later. Praise the Lord. I'm ready. My fridge is packed. I'm ready to go. But there's something more serious than the Super Bowl. There's another field. Not the football field, but the battlefield. And you have to position yourself to get to the end zone. You have to position yourself to take the territory that God has for you in this season. You cannot afford to allow the enemy to tackle you and to stop you from advancing and getting what God has for you. You cannot allow yourself to become so distracted with the... Let me tell you something. It doesn't... Let me tell you how distraction... It doesn't just... It, 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 it doesn't just happen. It, it, 
okay, I'm, I'm going to use an example. Pastor, I can come. Come. I'm, I'm going to show you what the enemy does to you. All right. So, Pastor Edgar is free. All right. I need some cloths. Give me some of these cloths. I got more. Give, give me a whole bunch of them. Yes. Come on. Pile them up. I, I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you this morning. What they just open them up. They just throw them over my arm. Yeah. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They're giving that blue one. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to show you what the enemy does. So Pastor Edgar is free. He has nothing on his shoulders. Praise him, Pastor. Lift your hands up. Bless him. You're free. He's in church. God has touched him. There's no burdens on him or nothing. He is a free man. God, the Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If you want a scripture for the sermon, there you go. Use that. John 8, 32. You didn't get no scripture. Yeah, there's a scripture right there. Take that. So John 8, 32. Who the sun sets free? It's free indeed. Is this his message? That's my message. There you go. All right, you got a scripture, okay? Because people say, the pastor is paying no scripture. He just talked the whole hour. No, no, I gave you a scripture. There you go. At least one. Okay. So, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's another one. Go read that up too. Okay. I know a little verse. Come on now. So, he is free. Look how bright he is. Got his teal on, shining. You know, got the stuff going on. But let, let me show you what, 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 what the enemy does. So, what the enemy does... Is he's, you know, doing his, he's living his life or whatever, praising God, you know, coming from church free. That was a good word, Pastor Preach. You know, yes, this is my sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is going to do it. Yeah, he's going to do these great things, you know, in my life or whatever and stuff like that. And so what the enemy does, he just throws a little burden on him. He don't really feel it. But he's keep on going. I'm, I'm blessing God. You know, that, that's the drama on Monday. Yeah, that's the that's drama on Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the drama on my job. My boss got on my nerve, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not really in the spirit because I'm about to curse somebody out on Monday. I don't need this drama on Monday. It's already started. He's passed. It was my sweet 16. But now Monday started right now. And I prayed this morning. And now this is just happened. As soon as I hit the office, this drama and all this mess now. Now I got to deal with this mess on, on my shoulders. And so Monday, he, he, he goes. Monday, he's coming Monday, he's okay, I still got a little Jesus, you know, I'm still worshiping, I'm still praising God, yes, for the Spirit of the Lord is liberty, that's the scripture pastor gave me, he said he could preach a little sermon, so that scripture he gave me, okay, and then Tuesday come, right, right, Tuesday come, and so Tuesday, he's fine at work, he still got the little drama from yesterday, so his boss still look at him a little cocked eyed you know, because he's a little five minutes late, or whatever, so, you know, he's, he's like, oh, forget her, I can't think about her anyway, I'm gonna do my job, I'm gonna go home, I'll do what I have to do, he comes home, and then drama... Meets him at the door. Cam and C. Let me help him see. His wife said something that irked the crap out of him. So now he had jump on Monday. And now his wife snapped at him on Tuesday because he didn't empty the garbage that morning because he was so stressed out about what happened at work on Monday. And so now he has two things. On his shoulder. But it's, it's getting heavy. But he don't realize. It's getting heavier on him. And this is what the devil does to you. Because you just praising God on Sunday. Whoa, yeah, 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 yeah. But now you got two burdens on you. Now you got two burdens on you. And so Wednesday. So he get up late Wednesday. Because he's tired. He's stressed out. He's stuck on the wrong side of bed. Because his wife pissed him off. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Married people, I'll get to you in, in about two weeks. I'm going to speak to you married folk. Okay? That means there's no magic that happened the night before because it was both upset with each other. But we'll talk about that in two weeks. Two weeks, I promise you. In two weeks, I'm going to help both. I'm going to help you marriages out. And singles, next Sunday. Next Sunday, I got you next Sunday for the singles. Because we're going to our relationship message series. So he has two burdens on him now. He has two burdens. So Wednesday now, he goes to work. He goes to work. And then when his relatives calls him and says, you know what? I need some money. I can't pay my rent this month. I need some money. So now he's already upset with his wife from last night. Now he got to speak to his wife, honey, we need, I, I, I need to send $500 to a relative now to help them to pay the rent. So now there's a whole nother burden on him. Now he had been prayed in about a day and a half. He might play a gospel song. He might listen to 1190 going to work. But he ain't really, he ain't really pressed into God. He didn't really pray. You might have a little worship station on. You might watch a YouTube video to encourage yourself. But you still look like this. Am I helping somebody this morning? Because I'm going to show you what the enemy does to you to distract you. And so now you're so burdened. Now you're so burdened. Now you're so burdened with, with all this stuff. He didn't probably pray in two days. And so then he gets a text from the church. Say, oh, there's connection group tonight. I ain't thinking about no connection group. I'm tired. I didn't sleep in two days. I'm tired. My wife got on my nerve. My relative wants some money. And my boss is aggravating me. Am I helping somebody this morning? Amen. <laughs> so you ain't thinking about nothing in the spirit. Runner calling you. She be pinning tweets up online. You click like, but you ain't really doing that about it. <laughs> I laugh so many times. I pick com- I pick comments up. Everybody just click like. No one leaves a comment. <laughs> I think it's like two of y'all that leave actually leave comments. I said, y'all hearing me? Y'all just click like. Comment back to let me know you hear what I'm saying. <laughs> But because you look like this, you can't believe a comment. Thursday, you come, and you just woke up on the wrong side of it. You moody. And so then the devil starts throwing stuff of your past, some of your old habits, that old monkey in your back kick up. The devil said, why don't you just go for a drink after work? Go call your old friends. Go hang out with the fellas because they text you. Hey, what you doing, bro? We haven't seen you in a while. Come hang out with us. You know, I know you go to that church stuff, but come on, come on, come for a quick drink. Come on through. Come on through this evening. You're supposed to be a connection group, right? But you're going to hang out with the fellas now. Pastor, I can't make it. I got something came up. Something came up. I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. But this is how you look in the spirit. This is how you look in the spirit. This is exactly how you look in the spirit. And you ain't praying. You ain't reading the word. Or if you do, you read a daily bread. Or if you're real lazy, you have the daily bread read to you. If you have the app. Oh, yes, I'm coming after it this morning. And you read a little scripture. But you didn't, if I ask you what you even read this morning, you couldn't even remember. Because it didn't take rooting you because you are burdened. You're burdened. You're burdened. And then just to cap it off, Friday you look like this. And then Saturday before you go to church, the devil comes in for the kill. 
and then he puts a doozy on <laughs> And then this is how you come to church Sunday. This is how you came to church this morning. So when Marolo's up here, come on church, let's praise him. Speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. And you look like that. You can't even get a praise out of you. Can't even get a worship out of you. Because you allow the enemy to burden you. You're serving, but you look like that. You're tithing, but you look like that. On the prayer call every Tuesday morning, but you look like that. You're burdened. You're burdened because you have allowed the enemy to put burdens on you. Put burdens on you. And this is how we look spiritually. This is how we look. This is how we look. Take a look. This is how some of you look right now when I'm talking to you. If God would open your eyes in the spirit, you'll look like that. Take a picture and tweet this. So when you go throughout your week, you say, I don't want to look like that next Sunday. You got a selfie, you got a picture, Pastor? There you go. Don't hit like. <laughs> we need an unlike button on Facebook. But this is how some, we, we, we look like this spiritually. And then we come to worship. And then we say, put on the garment of praise. So the spirit of heaviness. So then the Holy Ghost comes again. Because when the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But see, if he was connecting throughout the week, if he had someone who could pray with him, he had a buddy who could pray with him, he could easily send a text or a tweet and say, you know what, my boss got my nerve, please pray for me. That burden one got ripped off him. He wouldn't have to carry half of those things. When something happened in his marriage, he could connect with some of the brothers, look, pray for me right now. Come on, fellas. Come on, I did some time. Are we married? Praise the Lord. Oh, I got, I got a testimony. Praise the Lord. Some of your wives are here. Just look straight at me. Don't, don't say anything. I don't want you to get in trouble. Just look straight. Don't even make a face. But there's times where you have disagreements. If you're human, it's going to happen, right? You're going to have disagreements in life. The Bible says in this life, you will have trouble. And trouble will rock your marriage at times. Yeah. So even in those times, you can have someone you can connect with and you can pray with so you won't carry that burden. God wants you to be burden free. Because the more burdened you are, the more you, you can't even look up to God. You're so distracted. You're so inundated with the current, with now, that you cannot see the future that God has for you. And that was the problem with Israel. The reason they stayed in the wilderness because they were looking down. We're like grasshoppers in the, in, in the side of, the, of those in Canaan land. They're like giants. And we just feel like this. We just feel so insignificant. We just feel so small. And the devil's just whispering in here, yeah, you're small. Yeah, you're a grasshopper. You're never going to have a God. I didn't even talk about how the devil comes. That was just burdens. That wasn't even the devil yet. That was just the burdens. That wasn't even the, that, that wasn't even the enemy yet. Okay, that wasn't even no demons yet. That was just issues. That was just the problems. And when the enemy start whispering when you're all down and bent over like that and whispering stuff in your ear, they just, you just go all over. And then the spirit of discouragement hits you. The spirit of depression hits you. And then you begin to doubt what God said. 
Some of you got prophecy for the church anniversary. The prophet came, she prophesied. You, some of you were on the floor two and three and four and seven, six times. Where's the manifestation of that word? What are you doing with what God said? Because if you allow yourself to become burdened down, you'll never see it. And that's why the Holy Ghost stopped this service this morning. We're not doing church as usual. I broke protocol on purpose. Because if you don't get this today, you're going to miss it. This is the time of the year where everybody makes their New Year's resolutions and they begin to fade from their resolution. They stop going to the gym. They start eating again. <laughs> they start smoking and drinking again. All the things they say we're not going to do, all the things they say we're going to stay, abstain from, they start doing it right about now. Six weeks into it, right about seven weeks into it, right about now. And the Holy Ghost gave us a warning on Thursday, and the Holy Ghost is giving you a warning again today. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue in the same cycle? Or are you going to allow God to break that cycle? Now, this cycle... That what I'm talking about, I'm talking about your habits. I'm talking about the things that you are naturally inclined to do. Some of you are naturally inclined to jealousy. Some of you are naturally inclined to curse somebody out. Come on now. We have natural inclinations. They're carnal. We're born with them. The Bible says we're born in sin. Some of us are naturally insecure. We can't even look in the mirror too long because we start seeing all our imperfections and start feeling bad about ourselves. But the Bible says you're fearfully, you want your big nose, self, crooked teeth, stained eyebrows, whatever you want to call it. You're beautiful. With all my jelly roll, all my curl, I am gorgeous. I am handsome. And she tells me that every morning. She said, you my big dad. I said, I know I sure am. <laughs> Married couples, two weeks, two weeks, I promise, two weeks. One week. One week. And praise the Lord. But these are the things that the enemy throws at us. And we keep falling back into these cycles all over again. And these are the things that God needs to break in us. This is the thing. This is the wilderness. This is the wilderness they just circled for 40 years. Because they were not ready. They said they wanted it. But when God gave them the opportunity to go for it, they didn't go for it. They shrunk back. When the spotlight was put on them to make a move, to bust a move, God could even use them. He had to let them die in the wilderness. That first generation that came out of Egypt died because they were so paralyzed with fear. I don't want to die in fear. I told my wife, I said, I'm close to 40. I don't got time to be playing games. I don't. Maybe the 20s, you go, la, 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 la. Maybe early 30s, you go, la, la, la. But once you hit that 35 mark, you don't got no time for no foolishness. You're too old for that stuff. I've got no time to be messing up and getting in bad relations. I've got no time for that. Time is precious. I was telling some brothers last week. I said, you know, the 20s go so slow for me. You know, 21, 22, 23, 24. You're just 24? Yeah, I'm just 20, 25. Like, why well, did your quarter now? 25, 26, 27. Well, that was a good year, 27. You feel like you're doing something at 27. You start to get into your career, start to get into your, your, your groove of life. 
28. It's like, all right, I'm locking in now. 29 is like, oh, shoot. 30 is coming. All right, I got to do this thing. 30 come. 35 comes. Now I'm 37. Where did it go? Where did it go? You don't have time to waste. You don't have time to waste. You don't have time. 40? You don't have time. You don't have time to waste. It will blink by. 45? You don't have time. You don't have time to waste. So don't lose 2016. God said he gave you everything that you need for 2016. Gil God was a rites of passage again. If you have not heard the message, get the messages online. Get it. It's free. It's online. A place called Gilgal. Get it in your spirit. God prepared them at Gilgal. It was their rites of passage. A rites of passage. It's a sweet 16. This is 2016. We have declared that this is going to be a sweet 16. Everything that we need, everything we said, we go claiming that we're getting it this year. We're getting it this year. And I encourage you to lock arms in faith with people who believe God the way you do. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked to unbelievers. There's another scripture. See, I'm preaching scripture. <laughs> so when you read that scripture, you think, oh, an unbeliever meaning someone who doesn't believe in Christ. And yeah, that's, 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 that's the original understanding of it. But also means if you believe in God to do some great things, you don't need to get around people who are in doubt and say, well, maybe he could do that. No, no, no. I need someone who will say, he's going to do that. He's going to make a way. If you believe in God for a husband, I'm going to believe God with you. If you believe in God for that new job, I'm going to believe God with you. I don't need somebody. I need someone who's going to match my faith or be above my faith. If this is your sweet 16, you have to get around people who believe God the way you believe God. You need to lock your arms and fake with someone who's going to believe him like you believe him. Shabbat I was praying with Pastor Dwayne on Monday. Now we begin to pray. Right in the all the kids running around. Daddy, 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 daddy. You need to get around people who going to believe God the way you're going to believe God. You can't look, you can believe God all by yourself, and that's good. But the Bible says when two or three touch and agree, you didn't get you didn't get someone with two or three. That's why every if you notice every Thursday we've been here, we've been locking into groups of two and three. But it's power and agreement. It's power, there's strength in agreement. When you feel weary, when you feel tired, someone can pray you through. This times even as a pastor, I'm just like, Lord. I can't today. I'm tired. Come on, I'm human. If you cut me, I bleed. But then I have the men and women of God who say, uh uh-uh, Pastor, come on. In the name of Jesus, I speak strength to your spirit. I speak strength to your mind. And all of a sudden, I'm like, woo, okay. I feel like a million bucks. I'm ready to take this, John. Come on. But see, if you don't have no one to help me, you're going to stay. Well, I'm overwhelmed. And be burdened. And God needs to break that, 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 that spirit. He wants to break that stronghold off you. What's a stronghold? Something that has a hold strong over you. Or stronghold. It's holding you strong. The thing that you try to get away from, but it keeps coming back at you. It's called a stronghold for a reason. Because it's holding you strong. You can't, you can't seem to break it. 
But the Bible says we walk in the flesh. We no longer walk after it for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Oh, there's another scripture. Check that out. Second Corinthians 10. Come on now. God wants to break some things in us this year. But we cannot allow ourselves to be held captive by the past. Transitioning is not an easy thing. Coming across the Jordan from Gilgal, they're going to Jericho. Again, read Joshua chapters 1 through 6. That process was not easy. They had to be circumcised. That, 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 the manna stopped. So they had to begin to, 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 to cultivate the ground so they could have their first harvest. There was a lot of things that God had to do to transition them from becoming a people to a nation. And God wants to transform you today from becoming a people to a nation. This is not a gathering. This is a church. One person died in this spirit. This is not a gathering. This is a church. Got two people that got it. This is not a gathering. This is not chapel. See, we go in the army, you have chapel, so they don't have a church. They have a chaplain, and you come every Sunday. I have relatives that are in the army. You go to chapel service. You leave an offering if you want to, but it's not really a church. All right? It's, it's a chapel service. It's a gathering, but it's not a church. This is not chapel service. This is a church. I know we used to meet at the FDU chapel, but this is a church. A church is something that's alive. Our church doors is open multiple days a week and not just Sundays and sometimes Thursdays. This is a church. God wants us to expand as a church. He wants to double us as a church. If we're just treating it as chapels that I just come to church wherever I feel like I come to church, I, don't, I might not see for two or three months, then this is not a church for you. You train this as a chapel service. This is not a religious service. This is, this, 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 this is not mass that you show up once a year. This is not that. This is a church. We are a community of faith. We are a body of believers. And God wants us to be knit together. That's what he wants us to do. I'm not saying you, you, you want everybody like this every Sunday. You're my brother. You're... Because sometimes some people are just like all in water. You just don't mix. But you just have a mutual respect for them in the Lord. So, Pastor, I'm supposed to be smiling. Hey, how you doing? Praise the Lord. All right, all right. How you doing? Praise the Lord. Okay, okay. No. There's some people who will rub you the wrong way. My bishops used to call them sandpaper saints. Because as much as you irritate, God is using them to work some stuff out of you. Sandpaper saints. Some of you are sitting next to them right now. They just. <laughs> and you just get annoyed and irritated and pissed off. And why she got to look at me like that? I don't care. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Why she got to do what? <laughs> He's working on you. You and Gilgal. He's cutting some of that stuff off you. That's right. That's right. When you come to God's house, he's going to work on some stuff in you. But you cannot run away from the working of the Holy Ghost. You cannot run away from him. You have to warmly embrace what he's going to do because he's trying to make you a better person. That's what he's trying to do. 
Did y'all make your brother person? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Come and give God praise for Pastor Edgar. So yes, I know it's football Sunday, but I'm passing the football to you. I, I just I, I'm making a, I'm making a transfer so you could take it to the end zone. That was the message this morning. Take it to the end zone. Touchdown. Take it to the end zone. God is handing you some this morning. Are you going to fumble the ball? Are you going to fumble the ball? Or are you going to really go after it? Are you going to take it and go for a run? Are you going to take it and go for a touchdown? Are you going to take it and go to the end zone? This is the thing is, some of you are really stuck in the red zone, which is that 20-yard um, line, you know, before you get to the end zone. And that's the most unpredictable place in the game. As you watch tonight, you're realizing that 20-yard red zone, anything can happen. You know, you could think you win again, all of a sudden someone takes the ball or punts the ball, and it's back on the opponent's side again, all over again. Stay in the game. Stay focused. Don't give up on God. Don't give up. If the Holy Ghost is giving us a warning, that means there's some things up ahead that we prepare ourselves for. Don't come to me six weeks from now. Or bird it, because I'm like, I told you. He told you twice in one week. Come on now. Pastor got to get the strap out then. No, I won't beat you down if you're burdened. I'll love on you, but I will say, come on now, get it together. Shape up. Come on. God wants us to go after our dream this year. While the music is playing softly, we're going to prepare to close. I really believe in my heart this is what God wanted me to share with you this morning. Didn't know it was going to quite come out like this. But sometimes we got to break all the protocols so He can get straight to your heart. He can speak straight to you. Straight to your circumstance. He doesn't want you to miss this. Tell your name, but don't miss this. You can't afford to miss it. You really can. You really can. Let me tell you something. Don't make any certain moves without God. Don't change your job. Don't marry nobody. Don't sleep with nobody. Don't relocate. Don't do anything without seeking approval from Him. Don't do nothing foolish. Let Him keep you. That's what I mean by don't sleep with nobody. Let Him keep you. But you get so, I'm in love, I'm in love. And let your guards down and you doing something stupid. Don't fall. Stay strong. And if you have community, you stay strong. You know what community does? It holds you accountable. Because if you mess up, you're like, dang, I got to see brother such and such. Well, I go to church on Sunday. And they're going to ask me how I'm doing. And then Pastor Vern going to come with the tambourine, with the flag. She's going to be dancing. And she's going to look at me. I'm going to feel like she saw everything I did last night. Because, you know, sometimes when she look at you, she can see right through you. And you'll be like, how you doing? Like, I'm fine. And you're like, oh, my God, she sees what I did. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. jobs as pastors is to be watchmen over your souls so if you feel like we're seeing you yes we are seeing you because we see what the enemy is trying to do to you even when you're stuck in your own mess in your stuff we see it clear do we want to see no half the stuff I don't want to see I got my own junk but he allows me to see it so I can help you that's my calling as a pastor that's our calling as pastors 
So if we come to you, we're not picking on you. We're loving on you. Because God has something better for you. And he doesn't want you to settle this year. If this is supposed to be a sweet 16, then let it be sweet. With something sweet, it's like a morsel in your mouth. You just want to just let it just roll down your tongue, down the back of your throat. You just want to savor on it in your mouth. It's like sucking on a mint. It's just sweet. Because he's sucking on a sour power. You need something sweet. You've been sucking on the sour too long. The sourness of life. The sourness of bad choices and situations. He wants to make it sweet for you. He wants to make it sweet for you. So sweet that God spoke to us this week as a board. And, you know, we, 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 we changed the name of our morning prayer call. We call it Sweet 16. We call it the Sweet 16. And guess what? It's only 16 minutes now. Gonna get in and get out. Sweet 16. 16 minutes. God is shifting us because he wants us to go after what he has for us. Church, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a charge out. I ain't begging you. But don't move if you're in shirts about it. But I'm about to put a charge out. And this charge is for those who are determined that this year, this year, Lord, I might have come to church burdened. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back that way. I'm going to connect. I'm going to get within the community. I'm going I'm, I'm to serve you for real. I'm going to go wholeheartedly after you. We talked about being desperate for God. When you're desperate, desperate measures means you, you go through desperate means to get it done. If you want what God has for you, you got to be desperate got to really want it not the idea of it the theory of it you got to want it want it like a pit bull sticking his teeth into a piece of steak you have to want it and if that's you i'm speaking to you this morning i want you to meet me at this altar now don't have to come. No one's forcing you. I'm looking for people who are serious. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Lord for yourself. Hallelujah. You want to go after what God has for you. It is not too late. It is not too late. It is not too late. That's for somebody. It's not too late. I don't care how far you think you've drifted or how far you think you got off track. It's not too
the spirit of the Lord is also saying to some of us that we want to experience sweet 16 we also have to let go of some of the sin that so easily beset us and in this year it's time for us to truly repent it's time for us to truly turn away from our sins and embrace the righteousness that comes with knowing Christ so I believe for some of us it is a time for us to really examine ourselves and just let go of the sin the sin that each and every one of us know that hold us down the Lord wants to propel us he wants to bless us but as pastor always say God doesn't bless mess some of us know we have some mess that we have to deal with the lying the greed the fornication the adultery the lust um you know the the jealousy all of that stuff that we know we hold we can easily just leave it at the cross and just ask the holy spirit to come and empower us empower us to resist when the devil comes amen so, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for what we call an, a timely interruption of our service today. So that, Lord, you can you could have spoken to us in just a plain way, Lord God, and a very dramatic way, Lord God. So we can see that indeed we allow the devil sometimes to just burden down us so that he can have his way with us during the week. Father, we thank you for using pastor in just in this illustrative way, Lord God, so that your people would have received the word that we all needed this week, that we should not be tricked by the enemy into losing our joy, losing our peace, Lord God. Father, we just pray, oh God, that you will just touch every single person here at the altar today. Father, you know us by name, you know every hear us on our head, you know everything about us, God. You know where we live. You know everything about us. Father, I pray, oh God, that you will just move upon the hearts of your people, even now, Lord Jesus. And speak to them, Lord God, at the point of their need. Father, I pray where they need healing, God, you will touch them there, Lord Jesus. Touch us, Lord God, where we need healing. Where we have hurts, God, as we spoke about earlier, Lord God. Where we are depressed, God. Where we have emotionally just been wrecked, Lord God, because of of just being disappointed, God, where we feel as if we are inadequate because we have not accomplished what we have set out to accomplish, or we have not been we have not married yet because we thought we would have been married from 25 and it's now 35. We we pray you touch us, God, where we hurt the most. We pray you will heal your people, God. Heal us, God, where we hurt the most. Father, like a doctor, Lord God, perform surgery on us, Lord God, and remove, Lord God, the fat, the stuff that is not good within us, Lord Jesus. Remove all of that, God. And we just pray, oh God, that you will just heal us with your Holy Spirit, God. Comfort us with your Holy Spirit, God. Father, fill that void within all of us, Lord Jesus. That void that we have, Lord God, that causes us, Lord God, to go off, Lord God, and venture off into sin, God. Fill that void with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill us, O oh God, with your power, Lord Jesus, to resist. And Father, I pray, O oh God, that even as we 
we move into this sweet 16 God. may you just bless your people every single prophecy that was spoken over us Lord God Father give us give us Lord God the, 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 the will Lord Jesus to pursue them Lord God even as the prophet spoke to all of us Lord God last year some of us got it for our marriages some of us got it for our, 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 our different ministries some of us got it for our just our general future God Whatever those prophetic words were, God, we pray, oh God, that you will equip us to pursue them, Lord Jesus. Father, encourage us, Lord God. Motivate your people, Lord Jesus, not to be stagnant, God, but indeed to get up and go, God. To get up and go, Lord God, and accomplish what you desire for all of us, Lord Jesus. Father, help this sweet 16 year, Lord God, to be a year, Lord God, when all of us as a church, individually and collectively, experience you in a new and different way. When all of us, Lord Jesus, will get up, Lord God, and, and take on the mantle that you call all of us to do, Lord Jesus. That this year, Lord God, will be a year of doing. A year of doing, Lord God. Another year of procrastinating. But a year when we all will be doing the work of the Lord. A year, Lord God, when all of us will be doing what you've called us to do. A year, of God, when all of us will drop some of the things that you've called us to drop. And walk into our destiny. So, sweet Holy Spirit. Father, we just pray you just be with all of us. Encourage us, Lord Jesus, as we go on this journey to make this year the best year yet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.